Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 908. I think we should start today's show with a little fanfare. It's in recognition of a new documented world migration record for a bird. The bird is known as B6. It's a four-month-old bar-tailed godwit, and it flew as tracked through a tiny solar-powered satellite transmitter attached to its rump from near Nome, Alaska to Tasmania, Australia, an 11-day nonstop flight of 8,425 miles. B6 broke the previous documented record by another bar-tailed godwit, which flew from Alaska to New Zealand last year, racking up just over 8,100 miles. U.S. Geological Survey biologist Dan Ruthroff describes these amazing flights by pointing out that, quote, they don't land on the water, they don't glide. This is flapping flight for a week and a half, end quote. Meanwhile, the world has a new bird species record. It's an owl from Principi Island in Central Africa. Scientists were first able to confirm its presence in 2016. It was suspected of existing back in 1998, but now it's official. It's now known as the Principi Scops Owl. We heard from our friend Willie Miller down in Vero Beach, Florida, who wondered if it's true that bacon drippings, bacon drippings, can we get an mmm? No, we can't get it. Yeah, can we? Mm. Yeah, there it is for bacon drippings. Uh, whether bacon drippings make good food for backyard birds? Well, bacon drippings are animal fat, just as suet is, and many birds will eat bacon drippings. However, a check with the experts at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology revealed their guidance about it, which is not recommended. Because bacon, the lab says, almost always contains detectable amounts of nitrosamines, which are carcinogenic compounds formed from some of the preservatives used in bacon. So bacon drippings for birds, the Cornell lab says, no way for blue jay or for any other birds in your backyard. Well, speaking of backyards, right here in our home state of Massachusetts, we have kind of a backyard avian audio Postcard, take it away, Donna. Hi, Ray. This is my backyard. It's Donna Cooper in Andover, Massachusetts. This year, the common grackles have been massing in our neighborhood. There are more than we usually see each year. But the good news is they are not invading our feeders. They seem to stay up in the trees 
but there are hundreds if not thousands of them fly in as a group. That's it from Andover. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Donna Irvin. Beautiful Andover, Massachusetts, north of Boston. We'd love to get audio postcards from wherever you are. Uh, you can send it right to me. Just record it on your smartphone or a little uh, recorder of some sort, a little MP3 file. Send it to Ray at TalkingBirds.com. No G in talking. That's Ray at TalkingBirds.com. Here's a little preview of our mystery bird contest coming up a little bit later on in the show. Here's our mystery bird. It's a small wader. In breeding plumage, the female is mostly gray and brown above with white underparts, a reddish neck and reddish patches on the sides. The breeding male has a duller version of that color scheme, and the reddish patches are smaller or absent altogether. Um, a little bonus clue. If our mystery bird, whose first name comes from that of a famous late 18th century ornithologist, owned some appliances, it might choose the Whirlpool brand. A little kind of a weird clue, but a clue nonetheless. And those are the sounds and the clues about our mystery bird contest coming a bit later on. Beautiful prizes include from the purveyor of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world, Beautio Books, a $15 gift certificate. And from the largest organic and gluten-free cracker company in the United States, Mary's Gone Crackers. It's a month's supply of Mary's Gone Crackers Super Seed Crackers prizes. On our Mystery Bird Contest coming up in just a little bit, and a bonus prize awaits too if we get time for our Mystery Bird bonus question. And now the time has come for us to announce the grand prize winner in our Talking Birds Make Your Own Swag Contest 2022. The prize is a Vortex HD Viper Spotting Scope, a really great birding scope with an MSRP of about $1,000. And the winner, chosen at random from among all the contest entries received, is... Adam Bradley from Reno, Nevada. Yeah. Congratulations to Adam. Hey, by the way, if uh, or just because you didn't win the grand prize, unless you are Adam Bradley, your chances of winning something very special from Vortex Optics are still in play. We'll explain that in our next show. Adam is a really serious birder. We're going to talk about him on our on our next show about some of the great things that he is doing, and so is his wife, Shelley, who also just became a Talking Birds ambassador, so we're pretty thrilled about that as well. Conservation Salute of the Week, kind of a big one. It goes to our great northern neighbor, Canada, which as of December 20th of this year will prohibit the manufacture and import for sale of single-use plastics. The ban will include checkout bags, cutlery, food service wear, stir sticks, and straws. And next year, plastic ring carriers that hold things like six-pack beer cans together will be added to the ban. Thank you, Canada, for leading the way on this. As we put this story into our, why can't we do that, uh, file. 
Here's a salute now, not to a country, but to a couple of Talking Birds listeners who've become Talking Birds ambassadors, helping us get the word out about the show and about birds and conservation. Thank you to Leonard from our nearby Weymouth, Massachusetts, just south of Boston. Thank you so much, Leonard. And thank you to Brian Pals from Farmington, Minnesota. Brian says, I've always been interested in birds, but have just recently started to listen to your show while my wife and I travel cross-country to visit national parks around the U.S. That is pretty cool. Thank you, Brian. So Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll follow up with Brian and Leonard and become a Talking Birds ambassador. Really easy to do. Just go to the Get Involved tab at the top of the page at TalkingBirds.com to sign up. Still to come today, we'll give some more props to Canada, or more specifically to the Canadian province of British Columbia, which has taken a big step to help prevent harm to birds and other wildlife. We'll also find out about that when our friend Gary Menon joins us here in a couple of minutes. Also today, Mike O'Connor will be here with a Let's Ask Mike live segment about cardinals. And up next, we go deep into the woods to find our featured feathered friend, Presented by Birdwatching Magazine for more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Today's featured feathered friend is a shy thrush of deep forests with olive brown upper parts and a brown spotted buff colored breast. Its eye shows a faint gray ring, and its two toned bill has a black upper mandible and a yellow lower mandible with a black tip. It's the Bicknell's thrush, whose appearance is so similar to that of the gray-cheeked thrush that distinguishing between the two makes for a tough identification challenge. Bicknell's thrushes, migrating to and from their Caribbean wintering grounds, pass through some of the most densely populated parts of the eastern U.S., but in breeding season, an early morning hike to a mountaintop while males are singing is often required to find them. Both males and females are known to mate with different partners, with most nests containing young sired by different males. Bicknell's thrush males don't hold strict territories, and several different males are sometimes heard singing from shared areas. Long-term U.S. population trends are not available since the Bicknell's thrush wasn't recognized as a full species until 1995. But Canadian surveys have shown steep population declines since the 1960s, and Partners in Flight includes the bird on its red watch list, its highest level of conservation concern. It's thought that the causes of Bicknell's thrush declines may include mercury-infused airborne pollutants in the bird's high-elevation forest habitats. Some good news for the bird has come this fall in the form of a more than 400-acre land purchase to expand the important Forest of the Clouds Reserve in the Dominican Republic. Credit for that effort goes in part to the American Bird Conservancy for their financial support of the purchase. It's Catharis Bicknelli, the Bicknell's thrush. Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Again, welcome again to our show, number 908. 
Gary Menon is a passionate advocate for the elimination of or minimization of rodenticides in our environment. Gary's been with us on the show a couple of times before, and he joins us now with a bit of good news, or maybe a lot of good news, about what folks in British Columbia, Canada, are doing to curb the use of these products. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Ray. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. It's wonderful to have you back again to talk about your good work. And before we talk about that effort in British Columbia, Gary, for those maybe not familiar, give us a quick overview, if you would, about rodenticides and why we should avoid using them. Well, rodenticides, rat and mouse poisons, are killing our raptors because the target animals, the rodents, after consuming the poisonous bait, though weakened, do not die right away. Rather, they tend to accumulate the poisons internally over time. And in their weakened state, they're easy prey for hawks, owls, and eagles, which have little tolerance for the poisons and succumb shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. Nearly all hawks, owls, and eagles across the U.S. and Canada, tested across the country, have tested positive for rodenticides. Wow. And oddly enough, even if the poison rodent does not kill the raptor outright, it is known that a sublethal dose of the rodenticides can increase the likelihood of death because they, the raptors, too, are in a weakened state. For example, hunting rodents take skill, and the raptors simply are not as sharp in that process with these poisons in their gut. Mm-hmm. And you talked about um, kind of a double whammy or a triple whammy, too, because songbirds are affected by this, too, in a, for a different way, kind of. Well, uh, people often indiscriminately spread these poisons. They take them out of the bait boxes, and they're in pelletized form. They look, they look like a like rabbit food, if you will, mm-hmm. and they they spread them around their foundations, and and the rodents and songbirds and uh, squirrels and chipmunks, other non-target organisms will eat these uh, these little pellets, and the raptors which eat those songbirds uh, form another target or mm-hmm. pathway to cause the raptors themselves to ultimately succumb to the poisons. Mm-hmm. Well, as of this coming January 2023, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, will do something you've described as a big deal in their entire province. Tell us what they've done there, Gary. Well, um, what British Columbia had done over the past several years is they, they had placed a moratorium on a certain type of very virulent poisons called second-generation anticoagulant rodenticides. Mm-hmm. They placed a moratorium on, on it, and uh, as a result of the studies done throughout the moratorium, they decided that uh, they were going to ban them outright, and that's what they've done. Mm-hmm. And that's a significant it's significant uh, development, if you will, because British Columbia, with their cities of Vancouver and the like, is a, is a very populated area. And if they can do it there, we certainly can do it here. Well, you're working locally here in Massachusetts on the problem. What can you tell us uh, about proposed legislation here? And what about other states? Uh, what are other states doing, if anything? Well, in Massachusetts, there's something known as the Hawkins Bill, which was initiated by Representative James Hawkins of Attleboro. It's a very, very modest bill towards the minimization of the use of rodenticides in Massachusetts. One, it requires state colleges and universities to utilize integrated pest management strategies, such as removing or blocking food sources, rodent shelters, and building access prior to considering rodenticides. Indeed, if there's no food, shelter, or access, the rodents will stay outside and allow the raptors to do their job without being poisoned, and the rodent problem will be solved naturally. Number two, it requires the digitization of pesticide use details by exterminators such that a readily retrievable database can be developed to better understand where and in what quantities rodenticides are being used. 
This may be helpful in pinpointing the source of poisons that's killing raptors in any given area. It is currently past the House of Representatives in the state and is the uh, presently in the uh, the court of uh, the Senate Ways and Means Chair Mike Rodriguez. And listeners that are that are um, concerned are urged to write or call Mr. Rodriguez, Mr. Rodriguez, and urge him to call this bill to a vote. And perhaps we can get that passed this year, though time is running out. Gary, you've talked about something called the rat's toolkit as a way to control rodents without poisons. Can you give us uh, like a 30-second um, explanation of what that is? Certainly. There's an organization called raptorsarethesolution.org. That's all one word, raptorsarethesolution.org. And they are a you know preeminent organization working towards uh, elimination of rodenticides in their environment. And one of the things they have on their on their uh, website is something known as a is their toolkit basically an activist toolkit and this toolkit is a basically a step-by-step cookbook if you will to allow people to uh, to take action on a local level uh, to tell them how to get involved to give them resources for how to get involved and how to how to put their case forward so it's a very very useful document I urge everybody that's listening that's interested to contact this so uh, to, to look up this website raptorsarethesolution.org and look up that toolkit it's readily available and can help anybody and everybody get involved with this process. Mm-hmm. Gary Menon is an advocate and a passionate one for the elimination or minimization of rodenticides in our environment. And by the way, we're talking about Massachusetts again, where we are. If you happen to be within an hour's drive or so of the town of Sterling in central Mass, get in touch with Gary to arrange for him to provide one of his free presentations on the topic for your group. You can reach him by email uh, for that or anything else in connection with this issue at this email address. It's G.C. Menon, S-R. Menon is spelled M-E-N-I-N. So it's G.C. Menon, S-R, at gmail.com. If you missed that, um, send us a note here at Talking Birds, and we'll get that info to you. Gary, thank you for being with us, and thanks for your important work. Well, you're very welcome. I should, I might add that uh, actually within a day's drive of Sterling, I've done presentations out on the Cape and, uh, you know, presentations down, well down in Connecticut. So within a day's drive, uh, as long as I can make it back the next day, I'm okay. <laughs> okay, that's, that's even better, a day's drive covering a lot of southern New England anyway. Thanks again, Gary. Gary Menon here on Talking Birds. And up next, it's our Mystery Bird contest in just one minute. The Flutter of a Tail Feather the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. It's our mystery bird, a small wader 
In breeding plumage, the female is mostly gray and brown above, white underparts, a reddish neck, reddish patches on the sides. The breeding male, a duller version of that color scheme, the reddish patches smaller or absent altogether. The bonus clue, if our mystery bird, whose first name, common name, comes from that of a famous late 18th century ornithologist, owns some appliances, it might choose the Whirlpool brand. Clues there. The sound of our mystery bird and beauty books, $15 gift certificate, and a month's supply of delicious Mary's Gone crackers, super seed crackers, are the prizes. And we also have a bonus prize from our friends at Wisdom Supply, those plastic-free notebooks and pads and such. If we get to our mystery bird contest, bonus prize, which we will try to do if we can. 781-837-4900 is the number. Call us as soon as you can, and we'll have a better chance of getting to that bonus question. 781-837-4900 is the number. Don't forget, if you don't get the exactly correct answer, you could still be the winner, because we'll do a drawing to determine our winner of those uh, beautiful prizes. So call us as soon as you can at 781-837-4900. Up next, it's Let's Ask Mike live in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautiobooks.com B-U-T-E-O Beautiobooks.com Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us to Quest for the Quetzal in Costa Rica or our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. All right, we're about to hear from the man who first revealed that the Northern Cardinal is the state bird of 75 U.S. states, and that would be Mike O'Connor there at the famous Birdwatcher's General Store on Cape Cod. Good morning, Mike. Oh, good morning, Ray. I'm, a little, I'm not happy, though. I, <laughs> yeah. thought, I thought I was going to win that Vortex Spotting Scope for sure and that Adam. Oh, I'm not really happy well, I that. don't believe you sent us an entry. Oh, uh, you yeah. and your details. I can't believe you. <laughs> Technicalities reign supreme <laughs> around here, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do the, do this again. But, um, you know, we I don't think I mentioned this. I, I meant to that um, maybe I did mention it. Who knows? But uh, we are going to have another fabulous Vortex prize uh, soon. So, uh, oh, okay. So you can, I, I yeah. feel better now. And you don't even have to send in an entry necessarily for this one. But we'll... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll explain later. That's so, my style. So Cardinals... Yeah, you're right, though. I once, yeah. I once wrote a thing about Cardinals, how popular they are. Everybody loves Cardinals. Hmm. And, you know, everybody thinks they're either the, the best bird in the world or they think... So a lot of people think they're like, aren't Ginny's come back from the beyond <laughs> to visit, you know, the, and they're like mystical. And I wrote one thing. I wrote a thing once, and it, I did say that they're uh, the state bird of like over 75 U.S. states. <laughs> You know, just kind of exaggeration. A slight exaggeration, was, yeah. Exaggeration, but then it made, back when Jay Leno did the Tonight Show, he used to have headlines, 
that he posted that saying like uh, this guy's an idiot he, he thinks there's 75 states <laughs> you know when, when a comedian wow. doesn't get my jokes I guess it's time for a rewrite That's yeah right. no wonder he's doing car stuff now instead <laughs> <laughs> but you know you, you know who doesn't like uh, Cardinals ornithologists they, hmm. they struggle with this bird because yeah. they don't they have a little trouble getting its family together to me a cardinal looks like a, a big finch you know it looks like a house of purple finch it's got yeah. the big beak it's got the red going on well it must be a finch but they're, they're not finches they 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 don't fit into the finch family apparently they're more closely related to tanagers which kind of surprised me hmm. you know tan, tanagers you know a lot of them are red and stuff but they they don't have the same shape bill and they don't eat the seeds like the cardinals do but i don't know who makes this call but they actually more they're closely related to tanagers, and another bird they're related to is even more of a head scratcher is a dick sizzle. Dick sizzle is a ground feeding bird that, to me, looks like a sparrow. In the breeding plumage, they got a lot of yellow on them, but none. They're kind of be dull, and they hang around with the sparrows. But apparently, somehow, according to their studies, these guys are related to cardinals, also. So. Mm-hmm. So you got tanagers, you got dick thistles. None of those remind me of cardinals. But there you go. The birds, there's a, the birds that do make sense are grosbeaks. Yeah, cardinals are related to grosbeaks, but not all grosbeaks, and they're also related to buntings, but not all buntings. So a lot of people working hard for this, trying to trying to sort it out. But to me, <laughs> I say let those people worry about where the cardinals belong. I would just say join them at your feeder. And see them in the morning on your feeder and uh, welcome them and say good morning to Aunt Jenny and everybody will be fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. All right. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> okay, talk next week, right? Mike O'Connor at the famous Bird Watchers General Store in Cape Cod. Back to the Mystery Bird Contest, but first. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to bird watchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. There it is again, our mystery bird, a small wader. In breeding plumage, the female mostly gray and brown above, white underparts, reddish neck, reddish patches on the sides. The breeding male is actually a much duller then the female. I don't think I mentioned about where to, you know, where this bird uh, hangs out and breeding up in the northwestern states and part of the upper Midwest and well up into western Canada, migrating through uh, most so much of the U.S. at least uh, as far east, uh, I guess, as the Mississippi, kind of like that, down into Mexico and wintering all throughout South America, even way down to the southern tip of South America. This is a traveling bird. So the number is 781-837-4900. If you can identify that bird or take a guess at it. And Megan is somewhere in the great state of Arkansas. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Good morning. I'm, I'm looking at the map here, and um, it, looks like, uh, it looks like Arkansas is a good place for the migration travel of this mystery bird. So maybe you have some firsthand knowledge of this particular bird. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we see them in the wildlife refuges during migration. All right. Then you, I have a feeling, know what this bird is, and what, what do you say? I think it's the Wilson's Fowlerope. Wilson's Fowlerope. Exactly right. 
Of course, it does this kind of swirling around thing in the water, water to stir up prey. That was the uh, thing about the whirlpool uh, joke, in case that uh, didn't make any <laughs> a whole lot of sense. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, I think we have time for a bonus question, Megan. Would you like to try it? Sure. Okay. Uh, it's a multiple choice. As we mentioned uh, when we introduced Paul Gardner's audio postcard a couple of three weeks ago, Utah's name is the Beehive State, nickname the Beehive State. Why is it called that? A, because Utah's bees produce more honey than those of any other state in the Union. B, because Utah's state capital in Salt Lake City is said to resemble the shape of a beehive. Or C, because the beehive is a symbol of hard work and industry. What do you think is the uh, reason for that nickname, the Beehive State? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm going to take a guess on C, maybe? C, because the beehive is a symbol of hard work and industry. Guess what? That is right. Yeah. They even have an official state emblem, which is the beehive, and their state motto is the word industry and uh, all a bunch of other stuff. It's a, you know, it's a hard-working state. And we're out of time. Megan, stay on the line, and we'll arrange to send that good stuff to you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, the Wilson's Fallerope was our mystery bird, and we're out of time. See you next week. The bird show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com.